0: Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. As the year comes to a close, our staff is writing about our favorite sports moments of 2019, Jason Concepcion explains the year in 10 pieces of pop culture, and we break down the last 10 years of the Marvel Universe. Also, ahead of the new Star Wars movie coming out next week, the staff's discussing Baby Yoda, Rise of Skywalker romances, and what the Resistance will do if they win. You can check this all out on TheRinger.com.
1: All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I am here. Heel producer Jim Cunningham is here. What's going on, Jim? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it's week 15. I'm getting sad. Sports yeah, this sad. guy brought it up to me Sunday night and uh, he said, are you sad? I said, no, but you know what? It's starting to sink in. It's time. My fantasy teams are done. My real team is all but done. The Cowboys, my Fox Thursday appearances are winding down. But I will say you and the rest of the trifecta on fire. You won your $2 million pick. Simmons has a million dollar pick. People listen. Some people listen to that on Thursday or Friday. You got $2 million. Who'd you have? The Dolphins plus five and a half? Yep. Were you sweating that out a little bit against your Jets? Uh, no, not at
0: all. I'm always good. <laughs>
1: You don't care. They came all the way back. So I heard. I didn't have the game on. It didn't make the top seven screens uh, where we watched. But I trust uh, that was the result. The Jets won by a couple points. You got five and a half. The rest of these guys, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas?
2: What's going on, Sal? Hello, Sal.
3: What's going on, buddy? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Hello, Sal. Harry, yeah. <laughs> Harry mixed it up a little there. Why not? You guys were 4-0. <laughs> he did. He screwed
3: me up. <laughs> you did it
1: all. <laughs> 4-0 with our best bet. I don't think that's happened this year, has it? Harry, has it happened before? I know no, you, you don't pay attention. You don't care.
4: No, no, I do, but I don't think I think if it happened, it happened once. But more than anything, uh, me and the other two, Brian and Darren, not only did we win our bets, our, our teams won't, scored 42 or more in all three of the games that's crazy
1: crushing crushing results there i know you had okay so you had the chargers minus two and a half uh yep and they they destroyed jack i don't know where all that offense I, I made fun of you i said who the hell are you to say the chargers are going to show up this week and they did in a big way right
4: jacksonville just packed it in how bad are they
1: they're really bad. By the way, we should mention yeah. we are doing this on Tuesday afternoon. Harry is he's very nervous because he has a Daughtry concert. Is that right? To get to after this,
3: <laughs> that's that's correct. So uh, running a little late.
1: <laughs> All right, Harry. Well, who's,
3: op- who's opening for them, Harry? Uh, and Rob Thomas is playing after him.
1: Oh, oh. after oh, Daughtry, he's, he's, he's opening, opening for man. Rob Thomas.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Daughtry's the opener. <laughs> wow, Harry!
0: All right, that's no, a there. Rob Thomas concert. It's a third band, so Daughtry's second. So, you know. Wow,
1: just, second billing. Yeah. Interesting. All right, you had like a b- golf bad beat you wanted to talk about.
4: It was pretty bad. I mean, look, uh, I, I, I did, uh, I did tweet it out where uh, Patrick, I bet Patrick Reed at fourteen to one at the time to win the uh, Tiger Woods uh, Hero Golf Challenge in the Bahamas. Uh, he, when he was fourteen to one, he was one stroke back. Uh, and he was on 17, and then he, <laughs> parred 18. But I did not know until later on that on hole 11 there might be a possibility when, because uh, he, he was in the sand trap and he like took a practice swing and the ball and the sand kind of moved where he touched the sand, so there was a possibility that he might lose strokes. And three and a half hours after his round is over, the PGA committee decided that he's going to get penalized for two strokes. <laughs> and that set him back. Instead of being one back at the time, put him back three back. And it just happened to be that on, on when they finished the round, uh, because the Presidents Cup is this week, they finished on Saturday. Uh, that two-stroke penalty really cost him because he lost the tournament by two strokes.
1: <laughs> well, so why? I mean, why honestly, do I find I, that know, so funny? Then I don't know. Why am I laughing?
3: <laughs> Harry, are you laugh it too? That- didn't you live bet that, like, right before it happened? I mean, you were texting me saying, like, I'm putting in read right now, and then, like, two seconds later, you're like, I, I think there's a penalty. Well, <laughs> I yeah, I, well,
4: no, no, it was a little bit afterwards because I didn't know about it until I, I looked it up and saw it on the uh, – I turned it on television. They mentioned – yeah, they mentioned it a little bit afterwards that there might be a situation come uh, uh, later on. And, uh, like I said, he was on 17 when I bet it. It happened on 11. That's when I found out about it. When he was on like uh, right. seventeen, and then that happened.
1: Well, I'm this sure. is this is karma for you doing snow angels in the sand, shirtless uh, over the summer, right, Jim Cunningham? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly,
1: exactly. All right, brother Bry, you had a win too. Titans minus three over your Raiders. You bet against your Raiders. Now, that was minus three early in the week, and then we got heard that Josh Jacobs was out. And that didn't move, which is weird. It doesn't move at all, brother Bry. Didn't matter. You you locked it in at minus three uh, Wednesday night and your Raiders got destroyed.
3: Yeah, it's exactly how I thought it was going to be Their Their secondary is atrocious. I mean, I've, I've been through so many historically bad defensive teams for the Raiders over these years. Every year it seems like it's worse, but there was a little hope during the season, but now that some of their secondaries out their linebackers, uh, I mean, it's just really bad. It's, it's pathetic to watch. I mean, Deep down the middle of the field, somebody's always wide open. So mm-hmm. I don't think at this point in time we could stop anybody. And I don't even – maybe the Jaguars. Maybe that's it. But I I don't know about anybody else.
1: And then we'll, let's talk about some of your other – you know, bad beats, obviously, obviously they loom larger than anything When whenever you get lucky. You had a lucky win, I think, early in the week, Oklahoma City. What happened? That's something. There was a delay, a game penalty. Someone's shirt wasn't tucked in or something, and then –
3: Oh yeah. And what uh, yeah, and that yeah. game against, against the against Minnesota, I got lucky on that. I just assumed I lost. Uh and they shot a technical, so um and then they were down two with 1 second left. Uh Towns tried to miss the free throw. Well, they were down one. Towns tried to miss the free throw. He hit it. Um if he misses it, the game's over. Uh they inbound the pass all the way down the court, uh just throw up a Hail Mary and then uh they uh, uh, I think it was yeah. think it was shrewder laid it in, right? And
1: they Laid it uh, that not- in the time and then they
3: won an overtime. Yeah. Yep. I
1: mean, yep. and then and all right. And then like a couple days later you suffered a a really bad it's really weird. It's human nature, and I'm the biggest defender of this. Like if I found a bag with a million dollars in it in a pothole on uh Santa Monica Boulevard and then lost a parlay on a last second half court a couple hours later, I would be like, What my luck is awful? What is going on? You had this with Alistair Overeem against uh, Rosenstruck, right?
3: Yeah. Um, it was probably the worst USC loss um, of all time. Maybe I also had the Korean Zombie fight, which is very similar, but it's a five round fight. It's really only supposed to go around. Uh, you expect somebody to knock the other one out, um, but I, I needed it to finish up a parlay. Uh him like it wasn't there wasn't much going on at all, but Overeem was clearly winning. I had it actually 4-0. I think one of the judges had 4 02 had 3-1. But in the fifth round, he gets knocked out with four seconds left. Uh he got his face just basically ripped apart. But what made it even worse is Ro actually started celebrating, walked away. Over him kind of jumped right up and started falling against the cage, and then the ref stopped it with basically no time left. But I'm still trying to figure out why the ref would stop it. I mean, how many times in the UFC, I mean, a one punch knockout usually doesn't end the fight. Right. Um, especially right. when the guy's celebrating, I thought, the, I thought the ref really should have known. All right. We know there's no time left in this fight. So let it, let it go to the car. As it turned out, it probably would have been uh, a draw anyway, but I still, I guess I wouldn't have lost and I would have won the parlay. But uh, that was, that was the worst UFC fight that I could remember. But again, that one I wasn't even complaining about really because I don't really even like watching or yeah. betting Overeem. I just did it just because I have a gambling problem. But um, I
1: think that like know. maybe yes, you for, you for sure have a gambling problem. But I uh, and that's why you're here. <laughs> but Overeem gets his lips split open. Not not for the faint of heart. If you want to look at it online. Uh, he gets knocked down i almost think i don't know if the referee was even waving it off i think he was just waving his arms in front of his head because he's like ah oh, i can't look at this anymore and it looked like he was waving it off but eventually it ended up being waved off and that was that but um parlay kid san francisco 49ers game of the year you had him plus 3 i believe over the saints that yeah. was a lot of fun right
2: yeah him plus 3 i think i actually said uh you know, I, I could see them winning the game and the game would go over. So it kind of all came together. And uh game of the year, great game. Uh I think it'd be wise right now for us and our listeners, let's jump on San Fran to win the whole thing, Sal. I really feel like this team is uh has got something really special going.
1: I took them on lock it in plus 500, 550, some of plus 500. It's I've seen it plus 400, plus 450. They really yeah. I mean they pass the eye test, right? They're just faster than everyone. Their quarterback wins road games, wins important road games. I, I don't see anyone better right now.
2: Yeah, as long as they're healthy, you know, Sanders was a solid pickup as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um the kid from uh that they drafted, the wide receiver. I, I why am I blanking on his name because I'm such a big fan San, of his right now. Debo? San, yes, yeah. uh uh, he's been, uh, fantastic lately, you know, does enough for them. And Kittle's a monster. They have three runbacks who can run the ball. Um, the defense tackles. Well, there's really nothing not to like about the team. So, uh, um, well, it's
1: interesting with them. And we're going to get to these games in a minute, but Seattle, it, it is no matter what still looks like that week. 17 game is crazy. for the division title. Crazy. So I yeah. don't worry about San Francisco going to the fourth seed Cowboys or Eagles winning that game after right. we have seen them. Uh, but yeah, it, Niners may have to do it on the road. That that that, that doesn't make me hate it anymore cuz they're 6 and 1 on the road, but it is interesting that Seattle, you can get them at like 6 to 1 in the NFC, could get the one seed after all that. All right, like I said, we're going to go over these games, five NFL games. Um we're going to go over best bets from these guys. We're going to take a ride on Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Mm-hmm. NCAA semifinal odds are out and the odds for a championship. are out. We're going to give you three weeks early. We're going to give you a, a uh uh, our opinion on that parlay kid. We got to be done with these over under interception, uh, parlays, right? You bet. You take like three, not interceptions. I'm sorry. Touchdowns. You'll take like yeah. three quarterbacks over, uh, a touchdown and a half. And you yeah. go two out of three every time, right?
2: Every time. And I, 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 for, one touchdown short, where I'll get the quarterback to throw one early in the game and then just somebody lets me down, right, all yeah. the time. Two out of three, three out of four, um, it looks good and falls apart. So uh, I kind of stayed, I think I'm staying away from now on. Uh, you threw out something, though, about an over-under interception uh, total this week. I think that was you, maybe it was Harry. And uh, almost everybody you said with th- for throwing an interception went over which is usually like a half an interception.
1: So right. I think everybody knew I, I that, that they would throw an interception. Winston's yes. locked six out of the last seven weeks, but you have to lay a lot on him. Uh, yeah. Who else did I have? I can't even remember, but I think I went three Detroit, out of four. The uh, Detroit
2: Blau, the Det- Detroit quarterback. Uh um, right. I think yeah. Rivers was the only one you didn't hit on. You were like five out of six.
1: Yeah. there was a lot of them. Yeah. And, and, and I missed on Eli yesterday. I don't know how that happened. That was 250 <laughs> to win 100. And, uh, uh, the the miraculously, well, when throwing a the, dime, I mean. it's hard
4: to throw pecs, you
1: know? <laughs> We're going to get to him in a second. He dimed his way under 500, which is bad news for you, Harry. Mm-hmm. But listen, Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. That's where you could read just by uh, email. Send us your submission for the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. It's in perump. It's looking good. It's up. We've had some visitors. Actually, um, you know, tourism has taken – it's gone down a little. It's ticked down. Maybe it's because the winter's coming up. I don't know what's going on. But we also haven't had too many submissions. We have one today. Here it is. I'm going to read it. We're going to vote on whether or not this fella is going to be worthy of the Degenerate Gambler's Hall of Fame. Sal in the trifecta, as you guys know, one of the fun traditions on Hanukkah is spinning a dreidel. I agree. That is probably – one of the top five fun traditions of Hanukkah, a four sided top that amateur gamblers will use to play for quarters or dollars with everyone anteing up and then taking or adding the pot based on what side the dreidel falls on one spun. As you also know, some of the most creative gamblers are elementary school kids. So I'd like to nominate myself and my third grade classmates for inclusion in the Perump Pantheon. We create an entire WWF based dreidel wrestling league by assigning point values to each wrestler based on where the dreidel landed Each member of the league would then draft their stable of wrestlers in the heavyweight and intercontinental divisions. Then we would spend every free moment in school having dreidel matches with the first wrestler to get to a certain number of points getting the win. Then we'd bet baseball cards or wrestling figures on the results of each match. One of my finest moments childhood was when my worst heavyweight killer con upset Hulk Hogan to take the heavyweight dreidel wrestling belt. I think it won something like 200 baseball cards on that, a joyous day. In my view, this whole scheme reflects true degeneracy at a young age and is worthy for inclusion in at least the young gambler's wing of the Hall of Fame. Make it a happy Hanukkah for us this year and vote us in. Love the pod and all you guys do. Best from Brooklyn, Gaston Kraub. Kraub? Krub. K-R-O-U-B. Let's start with you, Harry. Is Gaston worthy of the degenerate Gambler's Hall of Fame?
4: You know what, with it being Christmas and Hanukkah very soon, um, I'm going to I'm gonna say yeah, because I like that starting young. I, I made and won my first parlay when I believe I was nine, so uh, I started young myself, so uh, I'm going to say uh, sure, why not?
1: All right. Harry, would you know, if I put a dreidel in front of you right now, would you know what it was? Probably not, no. No, I don't think you would. All right, one vote for Gaston, brother Bry. Does he get two?
3: Uh, I'm going to say yes because this sounds uh, this sounds really complicated for third graders. It's even hard for me to understand actually how the scoring would would go with the dreidel and wrestlers. Um, but then to be betting on to, you know betting on top of it, baseball cards. It sounds like a great story. I feel like we've been in this Hall of Fame thing. We're kind of in like the steroid era. We're not allowing anybody in lately, so I I, I feel a little bad about that. So let let's. This is a very complicated thing for little kids, so let's uh <laughs> let's put them in even though he's probably like 60 now.
1: All right, Parlay kid. Yeah, he has to be. Killer Con was way way back, even before me. Killer, yeah. Parley I mean, this kid, is, this is really
3: yeah.
2: This is really creative uh if you are going back that long ago. Um very very impressive uh for that and uh in the spirit of uh we, don't we miss these days of uh, flipping cards like, you know, like no kids there isn't one kid that does these type of things anymore. Amazing. I'm sorry, there's not one. It really in these, you know, simpler time, better times. You know, and uh, yeah. just for a little bit of the nostalgia's sake here, bring me back to a little bit of uh, my youth. Uh, this he, they're in, they're in the, that whole third grade could uh, get a separate wing in the uh, the Hall of right. Fame. There in I like yeah. that.
1: Well, that makes my, uh, my vote irrelevant, but I was going to put them in also. I really was. I think, you know, yeah, this is very creative, very inventive. I like it. Paula kid. You're right. Flipping cards on its own was a great thing, you know, but I think before yeah. our day, people would actually, actually flip the card against a wall or something. And if it landed yeah, heads absolutely. or tails or whatever, that's how you collect sure. it. Then people got smart. They're like, now this is ruining the card. They're bouncing off pebbles <laughs> and shit. And, uh, it's not working out. So then you would flip, you would try to match the two ways to do it. You can match colors or you can match positions. Um, I remember flipping both ways. I write about this in my book. Like this is, Harry, you talk about degeneracy at an early age. I would flip a hundred cards. Most kids would ri- risk five cards. I would risk a hundred. I would be going out against like 10 other kids and I'd have a stack of a hundred and, uh, people would be surrounding me. It was really weird. I was like eight years old. It's insane. Um, but I say he's in. Um, You know what? I don't know. My mother's Jewish. I don't know. Gaston, I think you're our first, as far as I know, Jewish entry. I don't know how Jews do in Pahrump, Nevada. You might be the only one or the first one, but uh, good luck. We're going to put your plaque up there. Jim Cunningham, it's academic at this point. Would you vote him in or not?
0: I think he should be inducted into a mental hospital because that whole thing is (laughs) crazy. (laughs) All right. <laughs> well, let's see. We could that. That's
1: a whole different podcast, Jim. Jim, you did four podcasts today. If you want to do a fifth podcast where we decide <laughs> if people should be inducted into a mental hospital, I think that would be good. I think yeah. that would do really well. Perfect. Let's switch to the NFL. Like I said, week 15, I'm getting sad. Week 15 is getting up there. Three games left. And then, you know, this is the last Thursday game. Then you have Saturday games. It's going to interfere with shopping. Um, the Patriots lost. It mixed its things up a little. They're plus 650. Ravens still favored a plus 250. Niners four to one. Saints six to one. Chiefs eight to one. Like I said, Green Bay, 15 to one. Seattle, 15 to one. Minnesota, 30 to one. If you got Green Bay, I don't know. It's looking like. Green Bay, if you have, we're going to have some decisions to make as gamblers because the final four really could, now I know things get screwed up. The final four in the NFC really could be Jimmy G's 49ers, who me and the parlay kid love. It could be Russell Wilson. It could be Aaron Rodgers and could be Drew Brees. What do you do? Those are all tough outs. That's going to be really interesting. I should say our friend Ben Falks from ESPN put out the NFL over under win totals that already cashed. Listen to this. Chargers under 10, winner. Eagles under 10, winner. Falcons under 8.5, winner. Jags under 8, winner. Lions under 6.5. Bengals under 6. Giants, Harry, under 5.5. You could catch that second week in December. That's a winner now. Why does this seem so easy as I re- read those off? And here are the overs that won. Packers over 9. Seahawks over 8.5. Niners over 8. Ravens over 8. Bills over 7. And the Titans The Titans over 7.5. And, and those Titans... Are facing the Texans. This is not necessarily for the division championship, but puts you in pretty good line to win it. They're going to play again in a couple of weeks. Tennessee minus three fifty is the over other over under. It's not the over other; it's the over under. Brother Bry, I've been talking too much. Who do you like in this game?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Titans minus three. Look, a tough call because you can pretty much throw out last week's game. Don't don't look too much into the Raiders game because, like I said, their D's been atrocious. You can't look. Maybe too much, too into the Texans game because that game, you know, they came off the Pats win that game kind of just got away from them early. So I think you'd throw those games out. But that being said, the Titans do look legit. A.J. Brown is the real deal. Probably he's like one of my favorite receivers already to watch. I wanted the Raiders to draft him in the second round last year, which they did not. Um, but I do expect the Titans to exploit the, the tech, Texans secondary uh, and put up points. I think this is going to be, you know, similarly against the Raiders very weak secondary. I think they're going to score. I think Watson will do enough to keep it close for a while, but I think the Titans right now are just a better team. They're eight and two straight up and against the spread in the last 10 at home against the division. So I would, I would lay the three and I think worst cases is a three point win to push, but um, I love the Titans here.
1: All right. Ryan Tannehill. I don't know what's going on. Simmons and I apologize to him for anything we said about him. In the past, he's Joe Montana all of a sudden. He's running it in, like you said. Brother Brian, long touchdown passes to A.J. Brown. Texans beat up on the Pats, and they lay an egg against the Broncos. Uh, yeah, I hear about this team. There was some crazy stat. Ryan Tannehill's response, since he's taken over for Mariota, they score a point a minute when he's in there. Um, I don't know if that counts defensive touchdowns or, or not, but they have a point a minute on that team, and... Uh, Clay Travis just drives me nuts on locking in uh, all Titans all day. Not even a playoff team right now. They're seventh seed. I still maintain if my Cowboys, he shits all over the NFC East and probably um, should, should probably do it. I understand where people come from with that. But it's Cowboys play the Titans on a neutral field. Cowboys are a couple point favorites still. I don't know what that means. Harry, you like the over under the under six and one Texans last seven versus AFC South. You're going over.
4: Yeah, I'm going over. I I I hear what Brian's saying too. You can't take put too much value into uh the, the these two teams in the last week's game. But still, look, I hate the tech this Texans team. I hate them. They're so phony. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien is phony as uh-huh. well. I mean, honestly, you does the you come off of listen. You gotta be you gotta it, it's it's on him. You gotta come out better after beating the Patriots. You come out like that at home when you need the game. It's just I mean, it's awful. They yeah. get crushed by Baltimore too. I mean, uh. Four weeks ago, awful. Uh, Last two games, though, for the Titans have gone over 50 points. Uh, Like you said, they're running into a red-hot Clay Travis Titans team. Tannehill's been unbelievable. Uh, Derrick Henry, over 1,400 yards, got 15 touchdowns on the season. And Titans games have gone 50 points or more in five of the last six games uh, that they've played. So I think over here, 50 is the play because you can't rely on or have confidence in the Texans' defense on the road.
1: Yeah, I remember in Hard Knocks with the Dolphins, Tannehill had an amazing-looking wife, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to worry about this guy. He's fine. I should be able to make <laughs> fun of him I want. Look at this. Look, they're right back on top. It's unbelievable. That's going to be a fun game, one of the top games of the week. Let's go Chicago at Green Bay. Packers favored four and a half at Lambeau. 41's the over-under. Ah, uh, parlay kid. The Bears showed some yeah. life last week against the Cowboys. <laughs> We saw it. I think I that's it. showing life if you play the Cowboys. Green Bay barely showed any life yeah. in their win over the Redskins. Aaron Rodgers says he's willing to win ugly the rest of the year. Bears still alive yep. in the playoff hunt, I think. Yeah. Um. 10-3 yep. to 3 was the final week one, Four and a half, forty-one. 41 How do you see it, Parlay kid? It
2: was funny, Sal. About a, maybe three or four weeks ago, I tweeted something saying something like, can you believe that? Mitch Trubisky only has one less win than Dak Prescott. Like and it, people respond like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, how is he? And now he's actually got one more win than Dak Prescott. Yeah. It is incredible. Um, just to, to show you what's really happened here over the last few weeks. The Bears are 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11 versus divisional opponents. I, I kind of like them with the points here. Uh, as Harry has made it clear to us in a, in a text message, say, it's going to be frigid. Uh, this mm-hmm. weekend uh, at this game. It's going to be low scoring affair, which I think keeps it close. Trubisky is playing his best ball of the year right now. Um, all of a sudden, these quarterbacks can seem to run against the Cowboys. I don't know if they can really run against anybody else. Uh, their defense is always solid. Montgomery, uh, their running back has uh, uh, become uh, solid as of late. Um, Nagy took a lot of criticism here as a coach, but I think overall, you know what? I think he's proven. To be a really good coach, the fact that he's seven and six right now with this team uh you know he's kept them going he seems to have uh be inspiring them to continue to play well uh, they like him I think they come out and keep this one close I don't, I'm not sure if they win, but let's take the four and a half points here with the bears.
1: All right, yeah, Harry. Oh, Harry likes texting us the weather conditions. I mean, just, just lest we think that you know, middle of December, Chicago and Green Bay, rather, <laughs> it was going to be balmy, seventy nine degrees. Harry's like, no, 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 14, 17. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be cold. So it's cold in the Midwest in the middle of December, Harry. And is that the reason you're taking the under?
4: That is partly, you know, my next game too that we cover. Also, I'll have a uh, weather report on that. But in this game, oh, good. The low was supposed to be 10 in Green Bay on Sunday. Um, and uh, when these two met uh, to open the season, Trubisky couldn't do anything. Like you said, Zal in a boring 10-3 loss to the Packers. And Green Bay lately, just they don't do it for me, really. I think they've been very mediocre, uh, averaging just 18 points a game in their last five games. Uh, only one uh, 100-yard rusher in the last seven games for the Packers. Um, Bears have been decent lately, moving the ball, but I just don't think they're going to be able to do it here in the cold. Um, Bears are without Rokhan Smith for the rest of the season. He had 100 tackles this year. I think that's going to really hurt them on defense a bit, but still Mack and uh, Nick Nick Williams have combined for 13 and a half sacks. They're going to have to suck it up, and they're going to have to put a lot of pressure on uh, Rodgers. I just don't think that there's a lot of points in this game. I think this game definitely goes under the 41.
1: All right. Jim, you understand it's supposed to be cold in Green Bay second weekend. December. Really? December? Yeah. Green Bay? Hmm. Yeah.
4: Looked nice in Buffalo Sunday, didn't it?
1: <laughs> sure. Did it look nice? I don't yeah. know. What was it?
4: A little sunny.
1: It, it looked nice. <laughs> all right. Yeah, the sun it was, was nice. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm with the parlay kid here. I'm taking the points. I don't like Green Bay secondary at all. I don't like the way they've been playing. You know, the, the guys like Haskins can throw on them. Uh, it's a little too little too late uh, when they come back, but. Um, I think this is the kind of Phil rivers went crazy on him. This is the kind of game that the bears could keep close. I don't know that it goes under. I think it could be like 27, um, 27, 24, somewhere in there, but I would take the points. Uh, next game. Speaking of the chargers, Minnesota goes to that soccer stadium. Just when you want to write off the chargers, Phil rivers goes nuts. They battle but Actually, You can write them off. They're eliminated from the playoffs. They had 12 wins last season. That was a good under, as I read before. Um, They might just make teams look bad. I mean, they make themselves look bad, that's for sure. But when Green Bay went to play them in L.A., they lost. Um, I don't know. The weird team. Derwin James makes plays. It's a weird place to play. If you have all the fans, it doesn't seem to matter. How are you looking at this game, Brian?
3: Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota minus two and a half. Look, like you were saying last week, the Jaguars are so bad. Again, you just write that game off. Blowout means nothing there. Uh, Vikings can't afford to slip up here with the Rams on their heels. Some other teams right there with them. Uh, this is going to be a game where I, I think, you know, we had talked about these other games where the chargers struggle to score points or they move the ball, but you're just like, oh, they they are at 17 points or 20 points. I think that's going to be this type of game. They might move the ball a little bit, but I think they're going to struggle to get to 20. I think the Vikings offense at this point has a better chance of getting to 24, 27 points. Steeland's likely going to be back this week. Uh, When you're looking at numbers, Vikings 11-4 against the spread last 15 as favorites. Meanwhile, the Chargers are 2-8, last 10 as home underdogs. So, um, yeah, I'd rule that game out. That really meant nothing. Uh, San Diego will find some way to lose a crazy game, some last-second Hail Mary or something, and uh, Minnesota will cover the 2.5. All
1: right. How are you taking the total here?
3: Yeah, I'm all about the totals this week, uh, and I'm going to go
4: over here. Uh, like uh, Chargers, like, obviously coming off their best offensive game of the year, putting up 45 on the road in Jacksonville. But Austin Eckler looked good again. He had over 200 yards uh, from scrimmage. And this makes uh, the fifth straight game where Melvin Gordon uh, has put up 80 yards combined or more. He had a touchdown as well. Uh Chargers aren't that bad overall as a team. They, I know they're eight, they have eight losses, but only by a total of 39 points. It's less than five points a game, so they could have had some of these games. Their offense isn't terrible. It, it's actually pretty good. They're fifth in the league in passing, ninth overall in the league in total yards. Uh, Minnesota uh, games have gone over in four of the last five. And in Minnesota's last four road games, the combined score of those games was 72, 49, 52, and 67, that's a ton of points. Uh, Cousins is having a great season. He's up to 24 passing touchdowns. Vikings are 10th overall in the league in offensive yards per game and 4th in rushing. Cook, we talk about him a lot. He's been great this year. Um, Kyle Rudolph now. He, he's actually uh, with, uh, he's, uh, with Thielen. He's got the uh, most touchdown passes uh, with the Viking, for the Vikings now. He's been coming out in the second half of the year. I think this is a shootout. I think, uh, I think this could get both teams to get in the 30s here.
1: Mm. All right. I'm going against the grain here. I'm taking the Chargers. Why would I be so stupid, Harry? I, I, I went crazy on you for taking the Chargers here. But I really do think Derwin James being in there, he had a snap count of yeah. like 50. Now it's like uh, two weeks ago. Now it's 60. Starting to make big plays. Really is the defense, uh, yeah. the difference in that defense. I'm going against Four. the grain, taking the points here. All right. Well, here we are.
4: I remember last year the the Vikings really folded the last three games of the season and choked it away too. So they're in a position right now that they could do the same thing.
1: Absolutely. All right. Tell it to Brian. I didn't take him. Um, <laughs> that Rams at the Cowboys. Cowboys started this game and the line came out. Cowboys were favored by three. Over under is forty eight and a half. Over under still forty eight and a half. But now the Rams have switched. Everyone's like, oh no no. I've seen enough. Rams are favored by one. We saw some life out of the Rams Sunday night, sweeping run plays for wide receivers. That's a good way to make sure Jared Goff doesn't throw interceptions, right? The runs, the uh, sweep right, sweep left, Woods, uh, Reynolds running downhill the entire game. Gurley's picked it up. Cowboys can't get out of their own way. Good first drive last couple weeks. Polly Kidd, what are we going to do with this team in this game?
2: Well, you know, I, Harry criticized me last week saying that I'm jumping on, you know, keep jumping on the Cowboys, but not, not this week, Sal. We're, we're, we're taking the Rams here. What is it about this game that would make anybody take the Cowboys? What, what yeah. is it? They've shown absolutely no heart or desperation in their last two games. It has been a collective effort from the coaches and the players uh, over the last few weeks, uh, and there's nothing – about the way they're playing that would make me take them over the Rams who have looked good the last two weeks. And our boy Sean McVay has his team sitting at eight and five and they haven't even really played well this year, uh, but still very respectable with that record. It's not going to win me any money, but uh, still, you know, kudos to them for at least riding the ship at this point. Um, they're not Rams and nine and zero oh straight up in their last, Nine row games versus teams with losing records. Cowboys have a losing record. Rams tend to dominate these games on the road. McVay versus Garrett, advantage, McVay, of course. There right? you go. Goff has been better. Goff has been better lately. gurley has been better. All their receivers are healthy. Last year, remember that the, the Rams were laughing at the Cowboys after that playoff game uh, when they rushed for the tune to the tune of two hundred and seventy three yards with a, a running back that's really no longer in the league with C.J. Anderson uh, and, uh, and an unhealthy Todd Gurley. And they laughed at them saying, it was so easy to run. We knew, we knew ex- their defensive schemes are so simple. We had no problem running against them. Cowboys might try to stop the run. Then Goff will probably have a big game. I don't see how they can win this game unless they have a tremendous offensive performance somehow or another. But So let's take the Rams. There's nothing about this game that tells me to go with the Cowboys.
1: Cowboys, obviously, everyone knows they haven't beaten a winning team. They're one and seven against the spread versus a team with a winning record. You mentioned McVay, you mentioned Garrett. How about Wade Phillips? He's going to want to step it up. His defense is playing playing well, don't they? Fowler, obviously, Aaron Donald is now sort of in on every play. It seems like just just how we imagine the Rams' defense playing well the last three. Um, I think he wants this. I don't see Brother Bry. You're taking the Rams, also, right?
3: Oh yeah, I um, I actually was planning originally would taken this as my best bet, but I knew we'd be talking about this a lot. Um, I, I see no way for the Cowboys here. Like at, uh, at what point in time would I bet the Cowboys? I mean, I feel like the line would have to get to like minus four for the Rams before I even started thinking possibly looking at the Cowboys, but Darren pretty much said it all. It, it's funny. It does look like the last two weeks, the Rams have kind of looked like the old Rams, uh, but yeah, it's just, I mean, McVay versus Garrett at this point in time, There's, I'd have no faith in Garrett going into this game. Um, this definitely is going to be my big bet of the week. Uh, I'm going to put a ton of money on this game, but I, I love the Rams minus one.
1: Look at you. All right. I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I like it. Um, yeah. Over on their over seven and one Cowboys last eight following an ATL loss. If you want to take the total, but I'm with you guys. The only thing I, I think about with here, parlay kid is, we have the capability of flipping the switch, right? Or maybe we don't. But if we do, I'm not sure. It could explode, yeah. right? Like that. Are we we're we just going to get bit in the ass. In this case, we'll enjoy because we're Cowboys fans. But it reminds me a little bit. This was a night game, but when the Cowboys played the Eagles, I was there in Brooklyn uh, that weekend, that Sunday night. I don't know, Cowboys are like a three-point favorite, right? I'm like, oh, well, the Eagles aren't going to get blown out here. I'll take them on a teaser or something. They just had, they just got it all together, right? And they won that game. I'm wondering if we have one or any games left like that. Hope, Hopefully it happens in Philadelphia, uh, if not this week. All right, Buffalo at Pittsburgh. This one was flexed. And Tomlin is willing this team to victory, Mike Tomlin. I mean, he never coached a sub-500 team. Uh, no Big Ben, no Bell, no A.B., no Schuster, no Connor. It's crazy. He, you know, he's yep. saying, get out of the way. I'm steering the ship. We're going to play good defense. We're going to fake punt in our own end. We're going to win games. Steelers 7-1, and one, their last eight. They're favored by two. The over-under yeah. is 36.5 against Buffalo. Harry, you like the total here.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go uh, under the 36.5 here. Weather report Sunday. Low of 24 and snow in Pittsburgh. So definitely like the under here. Uh, Buffalo really struggled to get any offense going at home versus Baltimore. Allen looked like he did against uh, New England earlier in the year, completing only 43% of his passes. Uh, won't get any easier versus Pittsburgh's defense. Pittsburgh is fifth best statistically uh, on defense in the league, and Buffalo is third. Uh, like I said, it'll be cold. Uh, Four of the last five Steeler games been under 33 points scored in the game. Uh, their defense is really keeping them alive in the playoff uh, hunt. Uh, they, they uh, as of right now, sit at six. Um, they can get up to five, especially with a win against the Bills. Uh, I think this game could be close, and I think it could be like a really, uh, I know like you said, Sal, been flexed, but I think this game could be a sleeper and a real low-scoring game. I think this could be 16-13, 13-10. Don't know who wins, but I think it's that close and that that low-scoring.
1: But doesn't the Steelers' offense? Don't they know that uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are doing the game? You don't think that'll inspire them?
4: Mm, well, you figure Tomlin, since he's been uh, up, everyone's <laughs> telling him he's coach of the year. You would think Tomlin would have told them that. So yeah, they probably know.
1: All right, it's an inside joke. You have to you have to have been listening since week week four to get that one. Um what do I want to say? I think the Bills don't need this as much, right? They're, I mean, you could say what you want. They're going to catch the Patriots. I don't think they are. Patriots have the Bengals on their schedule this week. They have the Dolphins the last week of the season. Bills aren't catching them. I know they play head-to-head. They're locked into a five or a six. Um, meanwhile, the Steelers need to keep winning. And the Bills 0-6, last six versus uh, Steelers, 1-10 against the spread, last 11. Um, I, like, uh, I like Pittsburgh a lot here. But, Paul, kid, you like the Bills.
2: Yeah, I do, Sal. Um, Really, you know, when you look at the Bills, aren't they, aren't, I think, feel like them and the Steelers are very similar, right? And to Tomlin's credit, I've been tough on him over the years. By far, his best coaching job. Very, very impressive. Kudos to him. I think this Bills team is a tough-minded team. I don't think this is a team that's worried about uh, or cares really where they are in the standings. They're going to play to win. And I think right now, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I mean, we're gonna get, you're going to get a loss in this Texans-Titans game, which is going to hurt. But I think if the Bills can win this week, uh, I think they, they certainly wrap up that, that uh, playoff position. What yeah. they lose, now they've got to sweat it out a little bit. I think they're in pretty good shape uh, to reach the playoffs. But I feel like these two teams are very similar. Uh, they're both strong on the defensive side. They both like to run the ball. So I'm going to just take the better quarterback here, which is Allen on the Bills. I think, think about that game last week, Sal. They could have tied that game against the Ravens. Uh And they had no business even being close in that game. How did that game come down to the fact that they could have tied it at the the end of the game? That game never felt close at all to me. And I watched a lot of that game. It never felt like, I was like, how was it? I could not believe at the end of the game, that they had the ball with a chance to tie in that game against the Ravens, and they did. So they do show us, and they played a terrible game, and they were still there with one of the best teams in football at the very end. I think they take advantage. They're finally going to take advantage of this really poor Pittsburgh offense and win this game. Probably a close one, but I think they win this game outright.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. The Bills don't get blown out, and the Steelers... Offense is capable of blowing them out, but I think Duck Hodges wins a one-score game here. I just think it means just a little more, Pittsburgh. The flex thing is getting to me. I think that works out in their favor. Hey, here's a Cicoli stat of the day. I don't know if you guys knew this. Bill's linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, going against his brothers, running back Trey Edmonds for yeah. the Steelers, and safety Terrell Edmonds. It's the first known instance of three brothers appearing in the same game since Joe Cobb and Bill Rooney all played for the Duluth Eskimos nineteen twenty seven. Well, that should be getting more press, right? Absolutely. I mean, that hasn't that been
2: 92 years? Yeah, well in such a big game too. Why well, that should get a little bit more press. That's of a course. very interesting I mean, wow, great for that family. How do you produce three NFL players? Great job. Wow. That's impressive. what you
1: need to find out, Parley kid. You need to have some more right. kids. You gotta have three all NFL right. players. What are you waiting for here? <laughs> It's crazy. All right. Hey, you guys miss Bill Simmons? It doesn't matter. He has something to say. Listen to this.
5: Against All Odds is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Let's tell you about a feature that really sets FanDuel apart from other sports betting sites. Same game parlays. A parlay combining multiple bets from one single game. Like the over the spread and a player prop. Three player pops. Whatever you want. Knock yourself out if you have a great read on how a single game is going to play out. For instance... If you're like me, you like taking the Mavericks with the over against any really bad defensive team. Because you know what the Mavericks do? They drop a lot of points on bad teams. So you could, if you think they're going to score 130 in a game, take the Mavs to cover, take the Mavs in the over, throw in Luka Doncic to score 28-plus or whatever the prop is for that. Try to stack those with the, with the thought being the Mavs are going to score a lot of points tonight. Same game parlay is available everywhere FanDuel Sportsbook is. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, and West Virginia. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can place your first same game partly 100% risk-free. Get $500 back in site credit if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app on iOS or visit FanDuel.com Android. And be sure to use promo code ODDS to place your first bet risk-free. And now the legal stuff. Must be 21+. plus. And physically present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, or West Virginia. Applies to first wager only. Site credit non-withdrawable. Expires 14 days after receipt. Terms of restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1800GAMBLER.net. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
1: All right, we're back. Against the odds with Cousin Sal. Heel producer, Jim Cunningham, the generative trifecta, brother, Bry, Harry and the parlay kid, NCAA, they picked it. They did the one through four LSU, Clemson, Ohio state, Oklahoma, a lot of talk about, Oh, who's the one seed. Who's the two seed. Ohio state shouldn't be the one seed. Everybody wanted to argue about this. And then LSU is number one. To me, it's, it's, it's stupid. You're not getting home field. Granted LSU will play the inferior. If you want to call them that Oklahoma team in the one four, but if you're a fan of these teams and you want to be the best, you want to be known as the best, you have to win two games. This is not 64 or 68 team uh pool and your team gets screwed here. So you're in the four. Don't complain where you are two or three. But what we have going is what is this, December 28th or something, this game's LSU minus 13, 75 and a half is the over-under against Oklahoma Clemson. Slight favorite, minus two and a half over Ohio State 63. Is the over under now? If you want to go odds on these four teams to win the whole thing, LSU plus 130, Clemson plus 225, Ohio State plus 275, Oklahoma 12 to 1. Harry, tell us your pick.
4: Well, I'm going to take LSU laying the points against Oklahoma. Uh, look, uh, Burrow is just unflappable. I mean, and LSU second in the nation in yards, uh, per game at 554. Wide receiver Jamar Chase in his last. Five games has nine touchdown receptions and eight hundred and fifty yards. Their offense is just too good for Oklahoma. Uh they put up forty six in Tuscaloosa, fifty plus the next three weeks, and then put up thirty-seven last week against Georgia. And no one's coming even that close to putting up thirty-seven against the Bulldogs all year. Uh despite how great Jalen Hurts has been, I think he's got forty-nine total touchdowns uh before last week. Um Oklahoma was down 25 to unranked Kansas State, and that was the game they lost. They got outplayed in the second half later later in the season uh, against uh, Iowa State and TCU. Both games were in Norman um, and could have lost both games to Baylor. And if you look back in history, uh, since they've been doing the top four teams for the championship, Oklahoma's made it three times. Four years ago, they gave up 37 and got rolled by Clemson. Uh, Two years ago, gave up 54 to Georgia. And last year got stomped by Alabama, gave up 45. It's Just the Big 12 can't stop these SEC teams and Clemson uh, when it comes to uh, offense. They just don't have enough firepower on defense. Those three years proved that they were terrible, uh, and probably the Big 12 shouldn't have got a team in. But they did because it's Oklahoma and their national, uh, and their history and everything. But this year, LSU is just too good, too dominant. Minus 13 seems like a big number, but I'll lay it.
1: All right. Here's my counter to that. Saturday night, Joe Burrow is going to get that hardware. He's going to get the Heisman Trophy. for A couple old white guys are going to hand him the trophy. Hertz is going to be in the front row, and I think it's going to inspire him. He's going to be seething. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I can't take it. This team was favored by nine or more in every game, and now they're a 13-point underdog, and they've been playing defense. The last three games, they're a touchdown better defensively, about 80 yards less a game. They give up. All right, things got a little weird. Against that Baylor, they gave them up two long passes to that third string. But overall, defensively, they've been a lot better this month uh, and the end of November. I would take the points. I don't think LSU loses, but I, I like taking Oklahoma plus the 13. Parlay mm-hmm. kid, that doesn't mean I don't like your bet. LSU plus 130 to win the whole thing. LSU
2: plus 130 to win the whole thing. So I do think this game is a gimme for LSU. I think they're winning this game. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I think they're going to approach what Harry is saying. Uh, And I'll just uh, really jump on again what Harry said. Uh, This Oklahoma team was close to losing four or five games this year. They really were. Um, Look, they they beat Texas by one score. So did LSU. Uh, They lost to K-State, beat Iowa State by a point, um, beat TCU by four points, and barely beat uh, Baylor twice. And honestly, they probably don't beat Baylor if their quarterback doesn't get hurt the other day. I think they're kind of fortunate to be in this spot. So I think LSU kind of runs over them this game. So if you like them in that game to win, as easy as I think they're going to win in that game, why not just take them to win? Because you're not going to get them plus 130 in that final game. So right. let's take them plus 130 to win the whole thing. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Everybody should be jumping on that right after this. I'm putting. I'm. I'm doing it.
1: Sorry, wow. This show. Gotcha. Put, uh, you know, we it. could stop yeah. taping. You could do it right now. I mean, if it's that important, yeah. you know, <laughs> we can figure it out. Uh, Brother Brian, the other game, Clemson, two and a half, Ohio State is the underdog. I don't think Ohio State should have been the underdog. Maybe you are reading into the line and going the other way, or maybe you just think Clemson's better. But I don't know. How do you make a line here? Okay, so Clemson's average margin of victory is 35, second in the country, or second to only Ohio State, who's is 36. And they played Michigan. They Played Wisconsin, they played Penn State. Clemson hasn't played anyone like that. They played a couple SEC teams and you know, the, the bottom of the barrel SEC teams and look good. But you think Clemson should be favored here?
3: Uh, I, I, in all honesty, when it came out, I was really hoping Ohio State was a slight like a one point favorite, but I had a, I had a feeling it was going to be about one, uh, two and a half as high. And what a game! I mean, my god, what a game this is going to be! I, don't, I, I really want to go out to Harry and go, go watch this game for going to be right by him but um yeah. to on. me while the ACC is bad i just think I, I mean to me i for some reason i love the clemson team i think they're actually the best team right now they're clicking on all cylinders uh dabo is very angry right now i don't know if you noticed every interview he had you could tell he's usually like a happier guy he's he's angry he wants people to know that he thinks like he thinks he's the best team he wants to mm-hmm. he wants to really show that he's the best team. I mean, you've seen lately, I mean, they don't care. They they're they're happy putting up 60, 70 points if they need to in certain games just to show how dominant they are. I mean, immediately after that selection show, they had Dabo like on tape on ESPN, they were showing him basically speaking, motivating the team, saying, "Look, we're the first 13 and 0 team to be the like the 3 seed and you know how disrespected they are." I just in this type of game I trust the better coach. Well, not to say that Day. I mean, Day is obviously a great coach, great offensive coach. But I trust, I trust the experience with Dabo. I trust the offensive experience with Clemson, with all those guys that had big games last year in the playoffs between Lawrence, Higgins, Ross, ATN. So, while Ohio State may be the more well-rounded team, I don't think they're going to stop Clemson in this game. So they better not fall behind to Clemson right away, because then I think they're really going to struggle. Uh, so I, I do like Clemson minus two and a half here.
1: All right. There you go. Jim Cunningham, you you care at all about this college stuff or just college girls? Uh, both. <laughs> okay.
0: I would actually <laughs> like it them is. to uh, shorten the regular season to like five or six games and then do a 64 team tournament because college oh, football, you got to be undefeated anyway and win six or seven games anyway in a row. So it's kind of like March Madness.
1: Right. That'd be great. Which two and three teams get in after five weeks? That'd be <laughs> that'd be interesting. All right. Yeah, that Clemson game's in the desert. Uh, by the way, I just read, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but Clemson, Ohio State is opening up for Daughtry. Is that right? Did I read that wrong? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, hey, that listen, brings us so, to our sponsor- so li-
4: I don't know where Daughtry's staying, but I will, and I do know where Ohio State and Clemson are staying five minutes you around. You do. The, both, both hotels are around the corner of the house.
1: Okay. That's Come on bad, out, outcry for both those teams. <laughs> oh. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that brings <laughs> us to our sponsored segment Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Oh, the captain was laughing today. I saw him. And I was like, what are you laughing at? He's like, oh, Eli, he's under 500 now. He did it, he lost the game. Decent showing in the first half. I think they had 29 total yards in the second half. Despicable. Couldn't hold on against the Eagles. Um, he's like, is this guy a Hall of Fame quarterback or not? And I said, probably. He won two Super Bowls. That's all that seems to matter, even though he's under 500. And it got us thinking, who is the worst Hall of Fame quarterback inducted in the last 50 years? Here are our options. Sonny Jurgensen, 5-2 odds. Joe Namath, 4-1. Ken, the Snake Stabler, 7-1. Or the field at three to one parley kid, start us off
2: Sal i got a shocker here for you taking the field
1: all right
2: i'm taking harry you're gonna love this harry troy aikman no you like that harry
1: that's not true, true. you don't believe it's
2: that. true i'm I mean, taking true. Troy sure, like aikman. It, but it's true. Sal, zero all pro teams Five losing seasons out of his twelve. Oh, John come on. Kidna and Chris Chandler have thrown more touchdown passes in their career. He has an average passer rating. He was he managed a, a, an excellent team for about five to six years. Harry, you agree with me on this?
4: And he had. Don't don't forget that he has the greatest offensive line in history the greatest running back in history. And whenever he would go downfield, it was minute. a toss-up because he would throw it to
2: uh,
4: Alvin uh, Harper, who was six-five. That's the only time you, he went downfield.
2: You, you agree with me with this then, right? Oh, I
4: agree with you, sure. Yeah,
2: absolutely. yeah, So that means you have to admit then that Eli's not a Hall of Famer.
4: If Troy Aikman is not a Hall of Famer, then I'll admit that because Troy Aikman shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. It was his teammates who got him in, in there, not his players. Hold on, Troy so Aikman no, is a Hall
1: of Famer.
2: So... Harris, teammates. <laughs> so, so, but no. So, no on Manning. Then, just give me that.
4: It, I'd say no. I would give you no on Manning if we can get Troy Aikman, Troy boy, out of there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I was just trying. So, Aikman b- b- deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I know. Of course, to I knew it would be.
1: That was a good try. I like that. That was a good effort. Of course he needs to be. Harry wants it both ways. He wants to say, oh, he had the greatest running back of all time, but that, that he himself should also have the greatest stats as a quarterback. Like, no, it doesn't work like that when you have a guy hey, with the and, most and touchdowns listen, as a running back in the history. Wow. And, and what we've seen of Garrett is all,
2: more, all the more proof that Tony Romo should be in the Hall of Fame. Carried that team for how long? Come on.
1: There you go. There you go. Do you have an answer? Oh, that was just, okay. You were just going to go. That, yeah. So, so yeah, whatever. Make...
2: It's, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no.
2: So George Blanda, off the, off the, you know, let's take George Blanda. He's yeah, anyway, the quarterback.
1: If you look him up, he's uh, that's a, a case for longevity. He was in the league for, uh, if you look at him, it looks like he was in the league for he, 93 years. I think uh, yes. super 70 sports, which by the way, shout out to them. It's the greatest follow on Twitter. Um, super 70 sports likened him. They show pictures, uh, it looks like a Civil War general or something, they say. But I, you know, Super <laughs> 70, I bought some shirts for them. They, they make me laugh like five times a day. I know it's one guy. I keep saying they. So great. So I great, bought some shirts, thing. bought great, some great. merchandise there. But yeah, George Blander, really. Oh, that's a good pick. All right, Brother Bry, who's your pick yeah. for worst Hall of Fame quarterback last 50 years?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Broadway Joe. And I apologize, Joe, because I believe he was on this podcast. Uh, but I, um, I, I know he helped change the way quarterbacks, maybe the position is played uh but when you look at his stats uh they definitely fall short he finished under 500 in his career uh he threw 47 more interceptions than touchdowns he played in three playoff games even in the super bowl he didn't even have you know it, he didn't have to have a great game in that super bowl it's not like he carried that team too to a win. Uh, you know, he might've said they were going to win that, but it wasn't necessarily all on him. So just looking purely at statistics, I know everybody always used to say, well, if you were there when you saw him throw, he was unbelievable. Yes. He had a great looking arm, but uh, in terms of hall of fame worthy, uh, definitely not.
1: All right. Wow. I, mean, I I kind of, I know what you're saying. If you take, if you take the body of his work and uh, we apologize, Joe, you're on this podcast. <laughs> I think you deserve to be in the hall of fame because you kind of changed the game. If You made two conferences worthwhile. Not that he did it. You're right. He didn't put the team on his shoulders and do it, but it was hit. It was a turning point in in NFL history. It really was. Harry, you also say Namath.
4: Yeah, I say Namath. And also I say Pat Mahomes in like four years will have more touchdown passes than Aikman. But anyways. Well, you can't, yeah, that, you can't that go by. That's pretty... stupid. You can't. But, it's,
1: but, a you know. it's a different game. It's a different game.
4: Well, aside from that, I'm going to say Namath too. Yeah. And I said, look, uh, he was great in the Brady Bunch. I will give him that. Uh, that was Joe <laughs> Cool, you might say, uh, at his best. But yeah, again, no way on the Hall of Fame. Um, like Brian said, uh, 47 more interceptions than touchdown passes. Um, and even in his best season that he had, which was uh, in 1967, he had 26 Touchdown passes, which by the way is three more touchdown passes better than Troy Aikman ever had in a season. But, anyways, I digress. He had a great that. running I'm back, too, right? He had
1: the best running back in the game. Uh, where, where's that <laughs> argument now? The Jets? Matt Snell? I don't know. Emerson yeah. yeah. Those guys are the best. I'll, I'll, right?
4: ask your, I'll ask your dad on Saturday.
1: Okay.
5: Ooh.
1: <laughs> all right. Are you done? Got you. <laughs> Joe Namath. All I'm right. Done. I'm, done. I'm afraid to add Jim Cunningham. Wow. All these
0: guys. Who, who do you like, Jim? I actually really do think Troy Aikman's the worst Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, come on. Woo-hoo. I do I don't actually have any stats, but when I think of a quarterback, I think of like a fearless leader who never gives up. And Troy Aikman turned down a contract from the Mets at a high school. So he's scared. And then yeah. in nineteen eighty four he goes to Oklahoma and after his sophomore year, he loses his starting position. So he quits. Good flees. Yep. He flees to UCLA. Good move. Then uh, he came in third in the Heisman voting, but behind Barry Sanders and Rodney Pete so he quit college football and went pro and then in 2000 <laughs> Randall Cunningham was going to steal his job so he quit the NFL <laughs> and 2010 he said he was doing Dancing with the Stars and then he quit before he even started I don't know you know what I, I think yeah. I think this is revisionist history I don't know about all those I think think. About-
1: Troy is a fellow Fox uh uh comrade and I, I can't say anything bad about him and thank you for the Super Bowls Troy you did a good like kid and I thank you personally I'm gonna <laughs> say at the top of that list Sonny Jergensen I did some digging first of all it was a Duke quarterback so he could he could step in be the Giants he could be a Giants quarterback right now they love Duke quarterbacks um he didn't even play in a Super in Super Bowl 7 when the Redskins made it did they played the Dolphins he didn't even play it was Billy Kilmer he was injured he had one NFL postseason game, and he lost it to the Rams. He only had three passing titles, 69-71-7. and seven. That was his overall record. Seven ties. You should be out of the Hall of Fame just for having seven ties. I don't even know how that happens. And uh, his middle name is Adolph, so that should have been a red flag right there. Sonny Jergensen is my choice for uh, worst Hall of Fame quarterback in the last 50 years. That is another week. Of Captain Morgan's make believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live, like a captain. Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, sharp tank. Let's do it, guys. Four and zero last week. Let's keep it rolling. Harry, who's your best bet?
4: I'm going to do a three team money line parlay this week, Sal. I'm going to start off in college. I'm going to go to the Army Navy game. I'm going to I'm going to take Navy at minus three eighty. Um, they're nine and two. Army's five and seven. Uh, Navy's first in the in the nation in rushing, 361 yards a game. They get 38 points a game. Uh, quarterback Malcolm Perry and running back Jamal Carruthers, they've combined for 32 rushing touchdowns. I think Perry's got like over 1,600, 1,700 rushing yards. Army in the last game spent too much time on the beach and given up 52 points to Hawaii. Navy minus 380 wins on Saturday. Um, then I'm going to go to the NFL, two games. Seahawks minus 260 over Carolina. Uh, the Panthers are spiraling, obviously, losers of five straight and six of the last seven. In those six losses, Carolina has given up 35 points per game. Plus, two weeks ago, somehow they gave up 29 at home to the Redskins. Obviously, uh, losing the Redskins is probably the biggest disappointment. They've had this season. They don't have anything going for them. Uh, fired their coach, and Russell Wilson uh, isn't losing two games in a row. Seattle wins this. They got too much on the line. Seattle wins uh, going away in this one. And then my third team is the New Orleans Saints on Monday night at minus 420. Uh, mm. New Orleans has not lost back-to-back home games in a single season uh, since week one and three of the 2016 season. Uh, Breeze, even then, still threw seven touchdown passes combined in those losses. Uh, Saints get it done. They need this game. They get it done against the Colts who have a lot of injuries and have been banged up and uh, just doesn't. Ha- they don't have it on defense anymore.
1: All right, what does that pay out? Navy, Seahawks, and the Saints. plus, Plus 120. Plus 120. All right, there's a little controversy here because I don't even think yeah. the Sunday games were over. The lines had just come out, and the parlay kid had a money line parlay. I don't even remember who it was. I think it was the big favorites. I yeah. don't want to spoil it because it might be his you best think bet. think it was the and big he had the favorites? Saints, you think? He had the Saints at the end of it, and yeah. uh, Harry said, be weary of the... Co-. What happened, parlay kid? Harry immediately I, talked I, to I got the
2: him. I got the text right in front of me, right here, so I'll read it for you uh, verbatim. Okay, go ahead. I said, uh, one... I said, let's put one million on Pats, San Fran, Saints. Three team Ts next week. Harry responds, Colts could win. I respond, they're done. Uh, and he says, they are still fighting and have played many close games. That was from Harry, and he just put the Saints now in his best bet of the week. Right, yeah. so you, you gotta, you're gonna cross that one right off
4: well there is it's slim pickings this week It's slim pickings this week but still i think being i didn't say they i said they could i didn't say they were going to win so i think that's basically you know giving you a little heads up
1: all right little heads up so if you lose money remember harry gave you the heads up to maybe not take the saints but to put them on this money line parlay which will serve as his best bet um all right. right. A parlay kid. Are you, is that your million dollar pick? Is that where you're going with those three? No, no. So I'm going I'm going all out this week, Sal.
2: I'm really I'm gonna throw a doozy at you. Um, you know, it's been a while with the parlays here for me, so I'm gonna I'm not even taking a money line parlay, Sal. I'm taking the I'm gonna take a three teamer here. All right, and we're taking the Pats minus nine and a half at Cincinnati. A little controversy here with some uh, filming going on yep. uh, don't just get the feeling that i don't know like this happened last year with the patriots and then they got their act together i'm not saying that's going to happen now but i, I think they're going to be angry this week they they get hosed a little bit with the calls i i think they're going to beat up on this bangle team that's probably can't wait for this season to be over All right so that's number one number two we're taking San Fran, minus 11 over the Falcons. Falcons are without Ridley uh, right now. Uh, He's done for the year. I think the 49ers coming back home. They haven't been home in a few weeks. Uh, I think here we see the cream rise to the top right here. I think they blow out the Falcons. Falcons are kind of a soft team. The 49ers are just a hard physical team. I don't think the Falcons like playing teams like this. I think they cover the uh, 11. And we're going to go with the Thursday nighter. We're going to go Ravens to uh, minus 14 and a half over the Jets. Uh, it looks like Jackson's going to play. I, I know this, yeah. this could all go out the window if he's not playing, but uh, he's, he insists that he's playing. Uh, I think the Jets, they, they're coming off a win. They're happy. They got their five wins right now. They only have one less win than the Cowboys. Can you believe Sad. that? That is insane. That is crazy. But I think they're happy with where they are. I think the Ravens just, this is they're a good team. Uh, we got Lamar Jackson's the MVP of the league. I think they blow the Jets out, so we're going to take right. those three teams: Pats minus nine and a half, San Fran minus eleven, Ravens minus fourteen and a half. Six to one parlay.
1: Let's uh, let's consider that, Sal. So. All right, I'm going to consider it, brother. Brian, your best bet.
3: Well, I already know you're not going to like this one because you do not like this game. But I figured, I know Harry took a side here with the, on the money line, but I'm going to go Army uh, plus 10.5. Nobody seems to like Navy in this game at all. Uh, everyone I've looked at likes Navy in this game. Look, it was a disappointing season for Army. They didn't even make a bowl game, but they have a chance to redeem themselves this week. Even though we know Navy's been much better this year and they have a lot more talent, that really doesn't mean anything in this game. I mean, over the course of history, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they run the same offenses. So you can blow somebody out because they're not used to their offense, but they're running this. It's the same thing. So they practice. It's 365. They eat, sleep, the same offense. So if you look at it, this game's always low scoring. Only once in the last eight years has the game been decided by more than seven points. Again, Army's been bad. And, and well, I would say Army and some of the, the one year that they got blown out. Army, don't forget, years ago was really, really bad. I mean, they had high expectations this year, and they struggled. But again, this is a chance to redeem themselves, not necessarily saying they're going to win this game, but 10.5 points is a lot for a game that's historically low-scoring. Yeah, uh, Army's 4-1 and one, last five against the spread in this game. So uh, I like the
1: 10.5. Army's won the last three. I think Navy won, what, 13 in a row before that? Something, Something crazy, 13? Like yeah. 14. 14 in a row. It's tough. Uh Brother Bry, this could be the third string quarterback. You say it doesn't really matter the way they run this offense. Uh,
3: but I know, man. I know you, hate, I know you hate this low well, scoring I, game.
1: You know what? I like. Uh, <laughs> let me go to parlay kids, but I, I, I like the Patriots. I like them to roll. What is Belichick going to do? He's been accused of cheating. This happens. I don't know. Every few months, so he's going to have to win by forty. Um, Not that that makes it right if he cheated, but he has to make a point here. I like that. I like the Ravens. I think that's like a 26 3, 26 6 type game if Lamar plays. And it looks like he is. It's just his quad. I think he's going to play. I don't know about the Niners. That's the one that scares me. And I love them. I, it, it's funny. I love them. I bet them to win the uh, Super Bowl and everything this week. But um, coming off two tough games. At Baltimore, at New Orleans, maybe they don't need to win by double digits here against Atlanta. Those coaches are familiar with each other. I'm going to pass on that, uh, Parley kid. I'm going to pass on Brother Bryce. I know I shouldn't reward Harry for stealing Parley (laughs) kid's bet, but I do like the Saints. I like the Seahawks, and I like Navy to beat Army, even if it's not by 10. I think they'll win plus 120. That's my sharp tank pick. I'm going with Harry. All right, Jim Cunningham, big time for you. $2 million pick. What is it?
0: Yeah, I'm putting $2 million on the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half at the New York Giants. $2 million. It's the
1: same team. Book it. Dolphins play the Jets, Jets play the Giants, (laughs) Dolphins play the Giants. Are there
0: more than four teams in this league? I don't think so. I think it's just them. Any reasoning
1: behind it or are you just um, plus the points against the New York I
0: think the Giants are going to be deflated from last night's game against the eagles and i like the dolphins and all their crazy ass plays they're gonna pull out the annexation of puerto rico or one of those crazy plays so it'll be good (laughs) okay all right and jim cunningham where do people find you on twitter it's at jim cunningham but the eyes
1: are ones ah pretty cool all right Mm -hmm. harry uh you're going off to daughtry tonight and then i'm gonna see you you're staying at my house right this weekend
4: yeah definitely absolutely yep um
1: we have also, a Christmas party uh, Our friend Tony excited. cooks up some chili. Have some fun. And Harry's coming with his girlfriend. Then we're gonna watch football Sunday. The kids are already excited yep, because coming. Ken and Brad might be reunited, right?
4: Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't hear that. That'd be fantastic. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, there's, uh, there's already, your middle big son plans. is probably very pumped
1: about that. I'm gonna have to let the uh I'm gonna have to let the cameras run for that. I mean,
5: uh but um yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> By the it's way, already no, starting. The, uh... you're, you're, my, my, my son, Jack, who <laughs> likes to instigate the whole thing of a, a feud between my friends, Ken and Brad, which the last one and the last time they saw each other, it ended up with Ken wearing uh, a couple of pieces of watermelon and Brad chucked it at him. Didn't like, uh, didn't like how he's mouthing off to him or whatever it was. So that was it. But Jack says to Brad on Sunday, he's like, hey, I asked Ken how much he weighed. And Brad said, let me guess, 418. So already it's starting. It's bad. So uh, this is this is a few days ago. <laughs> we're gonna see what happens here. <laughs> but uh, what were we gonna but say? Sal, by the
4: way, I was just gonna say, in the Golden Nugget contest, you're right on my heels now. You know, you're uh, yeah. you two games back. Um, I'm in 34th. You're in 46th. But uh, we're two games out, a game and a half out of the money. So uh, we're still there. You can catch me. Uh, people can catch me on Outkick the coverage, uh, Clay Travis's podcast in the morning, and uh, also find me on Odd Shark.
1: All right, yeah. I mean, see, this is how I do it. You tell me, brother, Bry, Polly Kid, Jim. Ask. Tell me if I'm doing this wrong. I don't mouth off about this contest we're in all year. I don't say a word. Harry's going crazy about it, and you know, I'm one of my 15 <laughs> games behind. I don't care. Doesn't mean <laughs> anything to me. All of a sudden, look at this. I'm yeah. a game behind. Look, you don't hear a You put your picks me,
4: in right? too immediately put your picks in as soon as the picks get sent That's great. yeah i'm
1: not reading into the lines i don't want the three oh what does this one have and what does the the nugget have and what does the hilton have no it doesn't matter i'm picking who i win i'm not i'm not you know you're cheating you and your your friends at odd shark are cheating i don't have one any part cheating. of that. i'm picking winners <laughs> well you're reading lines that are uh they, they shouldn't even be posted whatever it's stupid everyone everyone gets two free wins um brother bry where are you
3: wow Wow. I'm having brother Bry. um I will say this weekend, awesome UFC card, uh, UFC 245. You have, uh, If you were asking me two fights to see or a couple of fights to see, the Usman Covington fight, I would have mentioned. Yeah. Um, and the Holloway Volkanovsky fight. So those are those type of fights where Darren loves the, um, Darren loves sometimes looking at those underdogs who are maybe like plus 130, 140. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know really on the Covington at 130. I would maybe, I might take a little bit of luck, even though Holloway is my favorite UFC fighter. I might look at Volkanovski a little bit um, just because he is a beast. Um, uh, So I think... uh, We don't uh, like
1: Usman. I I figured we'd all jump on Usman there. I don't know why. No, Usman we
3: will. Usman we will. I I was saying Covington. Covington as an underdog, I don't think I would play. I gotcha.
1: um,
3: That's going to be a great fight. But uh, what we should do, Nunez, uh, against uh, uh minus 300. Yeah. We should probably put Nunez with, like, we should put Nunez with LSU against Oklahoma and some other thing. Oh, things. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Some, huge, some huge bet that we got there. I'm surprised. The only thing that would worry me a little bit is it's only minus 300. I felt like it should have been, like, minus minus six or 700. Yeah. What that's is right
1: Nunez on? and the Ravens? Maybe that's my bis- big bet on lock it in. Maybe I'll just do that
3: yeah Nice. Yeah. why not do it Old, why
1: not? that'd be one sixty one seventy I don't know what it'd be. probably not probably even higher than that i don't know all right Parley kid where you at
2: well uh, at the chalk talker south um uh just got you know a lot of high school basketball going back i am coaching now i got a i took over for this guy coming into this uh guy got uh something happened something personal and uh now I'm coaching so I'm coaching a JV basketball team. Uh, So my voice, I will not have a voice. Uh, I have to coach really hard with this team. So I have to make every day. I'm like, I have to to bring it. I have to bring it. I have to. So, but it's, it's fun. It's fun. My son Christian's on the team and,
3: uh,
2: I get, I'm going, you know, I get to watch my son Matthew on the varsity. So he's having a nice season. So it's a, a good program to be involved with. So I'm back doing that. And speaking of basketball, Dayton Flyers ranked 14th in the country. Uh, go UD. And, uh, Brian and I, our Islanders keep winning, Sal. Um, yeah. And, uh, what a great story. Just most underrated team in sports.
1: Looking good. Looking good. All right. But Paul Kid's back as a middle school basketball coach. Listen up, refs. Don't you dare call a travel. I don't care if his son or a point guard is, carries the ball to the concession stand. Don't Swallow the whistle. Parley <laughs> Kid doesn't want to know about it. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Thursday night football, Ravens Jets. I'm on the pregame show, giving my pick seven and three, straight up. I have my final selection on Thursday, locking in on FS1 4:30 to 5:30 Eastern. Jimmy Kimmel Live 11:35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.